Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot CEO. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Guys, we're here. We're back. How are you all today? Alex? I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm very good. Great race in Formula One today. Daniel, how are you? Good. I'm happy to have the five of us here. The five of us? Who's the fifth person? First off, Mike is here. Hello, Mike. You're you're happy, happy that you're here with us today. Howdy, it's it's always a pleasure. Exactly. He sounds so ecstatic to be up. Man, I, I like you're giving me attitude right to start <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're 27 minutes late and then you hop on, you're like, I need five minutes to fix my AirPod. <laughs> AirPod life, like it's hard. <laughs> so wait, Daniel, know. Daniel, who are you going on about a fifth person? I'm very confused. Yeah. You said the five of us. Oh, I assume the panda would be with us today. He's right he here. is. There he is. There's Robin Leonard. I thought the thing was funny with Alan Walsh. <laughs> he said, "Okay, so we got a bit of a special episode with here and Mike today. Good guy. Um, we're gonna Thank do you. the third annual two on one podcast pre way too early season award show of honor and prestige. We will be looking at the following awards." The MVP, or as we call it, the two-on-one podcast MVP award of supreme honor and privilege. The title changes every time we talk about it, to be honest. Um, The Selkie, the Norris, which on this award show is the best offensive defenseman. We have what we call the Fulton Reed Trophy for the defensive defenseman of the year. The Vesna, the goal-scoring title, the scoring title, rookie of the year, coach of the year. We're going to look at our, our each of us are going to give our biggest letdown, who we think is going to be, player or team. We're also going to look at the breakout player of the year. We may, if we have time, all of us quickly look at and try and put together what we think the standings are going to look like. And because Mike is here, we are also going to do the second annual 2-1-1 podcast off-season ranking of ranking and seeing if teams are going to be good or bad or not. Oh, the tier list. The tier list. Sorry. Yeah. My idea. Remember my genius idea. Yeah. So that I can take over your pod. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of many many schemes you have in the work here. So I I thought to, to quickly look here, Mike, before the show with the lads, I decided to quickly show them a little something and I will, I will, I will do the same for you as I get it ready. Um, And that is, I want to show you our tier list. You may remember from last season. Oh wow! Yep. So, How, so did you take a screenshot of this? No. So when you make an account on this tier listing, it saves the stuff you've done. Wow! So it, it brings it's back so much nostalgia. So we christened from the bottom up. We had the just a disaster tier, being Arizona and Vancouver. Um, on took it, taking a step back, we had Pittsburgh and St. Louis. The status quo teams, we had Florida, Boston, Philly, the Islanders, Chicago, um, San Jose, Dallas, L.A., the Capitals, uh, Carolina, Minnesota, Nashville, Columbus. The teams we said took a step forward is hilarious. Calgary, Anaheim, Winnipeg, the Oilers, New Jersey, and Buffalo. Uh 
Um, we said the I think we. Out. I think we totally jinxed Buffalo. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we did. Canned For them. sure. We canned them. <laughs> I remember when I had them making the playoffs and Alex and I had Boston missing and we were just silly. Uh, the fabulous tier. We had the Leafs, Tampa, uh, Detroit, the Rangers, and Ottawa. And we we made the champions of the offseason, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Montreal Canadiens. Some of those teams had good years on this list. Some of them are going to be a lot lower down, Montreal. But, guys, we start the new year. The new year. Seattle is here. Uh, the tiers are the same, except I just made it step forward and step back. I changed the colors up a bit to make it look a little fancy. Why don't we um, change just a disaster to just, like, dumpster fire? Because we're not urinating tree, Mike. We can't do that. So, shall we start then? Okay. Let's go. Okay. First off. We'll go alphabetically. Okay. The Anaheim Ducks, who have not made a move in two years. I wish there was like a five steps back. Uh, but have they changed? Like, what? No. Seriously, what have the Ducks done? Nothing. Mason McTavish. <laughs> they extended Nick Deloria, didn't they? And that was about it. And they, they resigned Getzlaff. Oh, they lost Buddy Robinson. Don't they lost. Buddy Robinson. I was going to say Buddy Robinson. And they lost legend David Backus. If we look at their cap friendly, <laughs> there is there is just nothing notable that they have done. So, like, what do you rank them as? And why is it not? Why is the tier list not up? That's awkward. I'm going to fix that quickly. If you guys want to quickly discuss, where should we put Anaheim? I mean, to me, it seems like status quo because they're not getting better. And I don't necessarily think they're going to get worse because they haven't put themselves in a position to get worse. I think another thing, too, is that we're we're – we got to clarify, we're doing this without, except for Seattle, technically. We're doing this without the draft, right? Like, we're not factoring the draft in this because we did that last year, right? Yeah, I mean, like, unless we think that Mason McTavish is going to play in the NHL next no, no, year. No, I, I just mean just, like, just dead on forward for the rest of these, just to clarify. No, did we not have the draft? Because I thought that's why we I gave... Because isn't that what went into Arizona being awful? And like we had the Rangers up, and I feel like it, part of that was like Lafreniere. She didn't listen to the episode before. No, I don't think we. No, 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 no. I don't think we. I think we specifically said last year that it wasn't Lafreniere. It was just the bevy of moves they. Okay. Then, I, mean, I don't know. You yeah. know what, Adam? You 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 control the ship here. Then, I'm not taking how, how about this? Well, then yeah, we'll we'll ignore the draft picks. But if there was a obviously a deal made around the draft, like then that. But yeah, I. I but it's going to be difficult when we talk about Arizona, because technically their roster is is a mess. And, you know, they've moved on from Dvorak and amongst other skilled players. But what's difficult with Arizona is so first actually let's. Does, let's does this mean we're status quoing? So yeah, let's. I think Anaheim. It's like they are the same team. It, if yeah, you share your are. screen again. I yeah, think yeah, sorry. I think it's a positive that they resigned Getzlaff for a year so that they can flip him. If but that's not him. enough to make you step forward until something were to happen. And that's if they flip him, and in which case Daniel will be sad, but he will <laughs> understand. Yeah. <laughs> so looking at Arizona, guys. They are very the, the weird part with talking about Arizona is yeah, they've they're tearing everything down. The roster-wise, they're going to be awful. Though it is the work to accumulate draft picks. If we ignore who they selected, like Dylan Gunther isn't going to make the team this year, or highly unlikely. But you do wonder... Make like, the team with our team, though. 
Yeah, he did, he did in our NHL franchise. Great, great player. Also part of my Nashville one. Multiple Stanley Cup champions. Dylan <clears throat> anyway, but you look at Arizona, and it's like, where do they go with all of the picks they've stockpiled? Because obviously on the ice, they're bad. They're a bottom five team. Like, I don't think we can question that. And they have a rookie head coach to hold them together with Andre Tournier. Andre Tournier. I'm going to go on a whim here, and I just just based on the fact that we threw them in the just-a-disaster thing that – tier last year i think that merits the fact that yeah on the ice they're not going to be better but if we're going with just a disaster in the current state of the team i'd say they have definitely taken a step forward because of the fact that they fleeced vancouver and are just have a cupboard of first and second rounders for next year Mm -hmm. so I just say because I, I I'm saying if we're making it based on like if we're talking about team wise like team personnel how they're going to be on the ice awful but mm. like they did take a step forward in their rebuild yeah so I don't I don't know about y'all but that's kind of how I'm basing it they have eight picks in the first two rounds in mm-hmm. the 2022 NHL draft eight picks yeah. they have five second round picks <laughs> that's ridiculous. I I agree with Mike. I'd put them in in step forward. Yeah, I of agree. Of course you would. I think, um, you know, they're not trying to build a winner anymore. They're they're actually knowing we're bad. We need mm-hmm. to draft. We're not trying to get people like Phil Kessel anymore or you know Nick Schmaltz. Okay. Then speaking of Kessel, I think that's a topic you said was for later. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> we can quickly mention now. Friedman said there is some interest around Phil Kessel. He put out like this baby blog. And if he starts the season hot, there's pretty well to say that there could be teams in on trying to get Phil Castle. So, you know, you you do wonder, like, off the top of your head, like, okay, so who are some teams that are going to need scoring? And you're like, oh, well, what's this cap around $6 million now? Uh, 6.8. $6.8 million. So, you know, you could probably think that there's, there's someone out there. Like, you know, I wonder if Pittsburgh, I don't think Pittsburgh are going to bring him in. But you, know, you think of Pittsburgh, Malkin's going to be gone a while. Maybe they bring in another score. Obviously, you'd want a centerman, but, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Boston, uh, the big move here. And I think I think back to when we talked about Philly last year, Mike had a really good point about losing Matt Niskanen and how that sort of probably affected the Flyers. Um, literally the biggest thing that ever happened to the Flyers, to screw yeah, them over. Yeah, yeah, great. Fantastic. Um, so the thing with Boston is they had a good offseason when they, you know, they bring in a goalie. Um, they bring in Allmark, obviously. You know, bring in Felino. They re-sign Taylor Hall. But how much of an issue is the fact that they've lost David Krejci? It, it's going to be an issue. Dexted Nika's time to shine. <laughs> because who's I mean, that second line center role now? It should be Charlie Coyle. Oh, yeah, and he's or Nick Felino. Or Nick Felino. Yeah. How consistent? You know- Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I think um I think first off they got to keep Taylor Hall on a pretty good deal. Yeah. I'd say. And I know everything. I'm kidding. But I no, like honestly, like I think it kind of offsets itself because they re-signed Taylor Hall to a pretty good deal. And they replaced, even though he was not bad, except for some except for the playoffs. They re-signed, they replaced Yaro Halak with Tuka Rask, not Tuka Rask, sorry, with Linus Allmark because Tuka Rask is obviously his future is up in the air with his injury and 
because he's still technically unsigned. Um, but Linus Olmark is a hell of a goalie. I think he'll do much better here than he in, in Boston than he could in Buffalo. Um, and Foligno, you know, you know, he brings not only just grit and like intangibles, but he also brings like flexibility because he can play center or wing. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of offsets the fact that they did lose a big piece in David Krejci, who don't forget David Krejci is getting old. Yeah, He's getting hella old. The guy, he has made a remarkable career out of not being a good skater, a great skater, an NHL caliber skater, really, with just like the way he can see the ice and still always be in perfect position. And the fact that he can rip a puck pretty well, too, that always helps. So I... I'm 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 in a rock and hard place with between status quo and step back, but I think I'll status quo him. I don't know about y'all. I I put him in and put them in status quo too, and then a lot. I think there's arguments for both. Like if you guys say either, I completely agree with either. Like the the I I I looked at step back, but the thing for still like with Boston is they're. Defense also kind of stayed the same after losing Char and Krug. Their they bottom brought, six is still basically lacking. You know, they gave Derek like, Forbord $3 million. Yeah, they gave Derek Forbord $3 million Breaking. for three years and Mike Riley $3 million for three years. So it's just uh, they didn't necessarily improve. I don't necessarily think they took step steps back on the back end. You know, I almost argue some of their bottom six has improved just by you think all of a sudden they brought in Eric. I didn't know they brought in Eric Howla. That was under the radar. And Tomash Nosek, underrated. And, and Nosek, too. That, that's, that was another guy I was going to That guy's so pesky. Tomash <laughs> Nosek is so pesky. Exactly. It's, a, it's really weird that Vegas and him couldn't work something out. Like them losing him and Reeves, like identity wise, it's, it's weird for Vegas. But like you mm-hmm. think those guys, arguably, is. You know, that second line center thing is, is a problem, but Boston have that next man up mentality and like culture so ingrained in that team. Um, uh-huh. You do wonder also, though, like, and I think we can kind of mention it in passing here the fact that Patrice Bergeron has said that he will play out this year and evaluate his future from there. Last deal, last year of his deal, I should say. So uh-huh. I'm, I don't want to say that they've taken a step back because there are parts of their roster that have improved. Um, plus, not to mention, even in that, Jeremy Swayman's another young guy who can you know, like replace Yaroslav. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they've gotten better necessarily. So I'm, I'm good with status quo as well. Okay, cool. What were uh, you, Dan? I didn't hear your answer. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. Krejci has been a factor in the past, but not really the same now. And they always figure out a way to do something. Like there's a lot of vets on that team, but there's guys that you could really put into your top nine. Like we, we didn't mention Craig Smith. I mean, you know, he could, he could be a factor too. We don't know. There are some factors that I don't even need mentioning because they're already such a, it's like saying Wayne Gretzky is the best player, second best player behind Craig Smith ever played the game. Everyone knows that. Okay. Best American. I, I just wanted to say it because, you know, we didn't mention him all I mean, episode. I'll start Craig Smith. If Bergeron goes, then Craig Smith shouldn't be ending that seat, obviously. Like, forget mm-hmm. McAvoy or Pasternak or Marshan, you know. I'm just saying. Immediately Chris Craig Smith. Yeah, Craig Okay. Um, Carolina. Um, they took a step back because Nadelkovich, Mrazic, Reimer, all gone. Because they they wake up on another side of the bed every single day, apparently. So, 
they lose arguably the best defenseman, if at worst one of the best in Dougie Hamilton. They lose all their goalies and bring Ranta and Anderson, who are just a lot of money. Bones, yeah. Um, and speaking of a lot of money, they give it to Jesperi Kokinemi in the offer sheet for a year. Um, I don't. I just. I just think they bring in Tony D'Angelo, which will you know as controversial as that that is complicated addition. Yes. Um, so again, Sarah Sivian has a really interesting piece to Athletic about that signing people should read. But he'll fit some of that offensive role needed for Dougie. But the defensive side of the ice, no. So I, I don't really think it's hey, a to They brought win. in another Rangers legend. Don't forget Derek Stepan. I did not know they had done that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same here. Offseason yeah. has just been like, did you know this happened? No. Yeah, so well, that's I, why I'm here. I'm a bit biased. <laughs> A lot, yeah. Mike did not see need the topic list because he knows everything, so he could have yeah. done. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's fine to say that Carolina. I'm biased because I'm a, still all, not over that offer sheet, but like step back. Yeah, you're pissed off. Yeah, it's no, it's definitely a step back in like, especially in the D and in goalies because they brought in two goalies who, uh, in recent years, have been have dealt with plenty of injuries. Yeah. Um, and then they it's lost. An understatement. What? It's an understatement. Dealt with oh, plenty of injuries. Yeah, yeah. It's an understatement. Um, and then D, they tried replacing Dougie Hamilton by bringing in Tony D'Angelo, Ethan Bear, and Ian Cole. Not to mention that they actually genuinely can't make any moves because they're so cap strapped now. But they also because now that they've basically filled that sheet up, that cap sheet up with Co- yeah. with Kokinemi. The only way they have money to work with now is because they put they're going to put Jake Gardner on LTIR, but that gives you like barely any savings to anything saved there to like get a depth player. So they, it's it's weird, right? We were talking about it because like you're willing to pay Kokinemi six point one, but you won't pay. You just won't even like you'll just let Dougie walk. Even though they did send him an offer that was crumbs to what he made. They sent him a the Tory Krug offer. Yeah. And yet <laughs> and yet, same thing. They can't pay Nadelkovich three and a half. Well, it's not that they can't, it's that they didn't want to. It's like yeah, which that's is what which which is I think the more confusing part. If they can't, if they couldn't. I think we, we would be sitting here saying, you know what? That's fair. Half the NHL doesn't want to pay their players. Fair, yeah. But that the fact that they don't want to and that they're setting their restrictions, like they're restricting themselves. Like there's a consensus that, yeah, okay, Alex Nedeljkovic, we don't necessarily know what he is. We just saw he's had a really good year this year and he's done well in the past. But I mean, they shook up their D. Like yeah. they brought in Ethan Bear, they brought in Tony D, and they brought in another Rangers legend in Brendan Smith. But yes. that's not enough to outdo. Like I told you, if there's a defenseman that can shoot from the point, like literally, like this is an odd comparison, but Dougie Hamilton has that, like, just that crazy kind of Matthews type curl and drag shot that he does while he's walking the line at the point that I think is just, like, bar none in the league. It's so good. 
it's so otherworldly. Someone thinks it's illegal, and that's why there are sirens off to arrest Ducky Hamilton right now. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's not your fault. It's, it's weird. This used to be such a. This used to be a team we used to compliment for uh, the way they dealt with contracts. Can, can we talk know, about? Right? For some reason, they technically have that they acquired Sebastian Aho via offer sheet when they. That's did, funny. Okay, yeah, they, they basically got a free pass for that, but yes, acquired via offer sheet. That, that technically <laughs> means that if it's not drafted, that means he was still a have for six, seven days. Never forget. Okay, um, yeah, okay, step back. Chicago, uh, controversial moves they were. A lot of money on the way out. Um, AKA, hello there, Seth Jones, amongst others. They bring in Tyler Johnson, pretty decent player. You may have heard of him. Um, you heard of a certain goalie? Yeah, I'm, Mike. <laughs> freaking, I'm going there, man. I know that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and then, obviously, the big thing is you may have heard of it. They traded that again. Alan Walsh didn't even remember his name. That Hackerinen guy for Mark Andre Fleury, the reigning defending. And don't forget the extended Brandon Hagel. Boom. I don't know who that is. <laughs> they also brought in Caleb Jones for anyone who wonders. I think it's fair to say that the Blackhawks. Listen, it's a lot of money, but is it too far off to put them in fabulous because of the money spent, especially when you got flurry for nothing? No, because they're also a garbage organization dealing with stuff in- interiorly. Step and there it is. Yeah. I'll say step forward. I'll yep. say step forward. I would never say fabulous. Yeah, no. Because of, because of the, the looming cloud over them. If there was, yeah, if the, the looming cloud wasn't there, I'd put them in fabulous, but that's that's a real damp. I'm also on just really. Season. I also find it very weird too, because like they're not trying to rebuild. Because I get it, you have Kane and Taves on that team as long as you can, but they're like trying to just like inject adrenaline into this supposed rebuild like that. It was a rebuild for like a year. I I literally, and then they're like, anyways, we got Seth Jones. Mortgage two first rounders. Like this looks like a, a Mike Jagasar trade. Yes. Um, we after Chicago, we've got like 27 teams, so we might want to pick her up Maybe. a bit here. But can we all agree? Uh, step forward, then. Yes. Okay. Step forward works. If you're someone at home and you would just put them in disaster because of the Aldridge stuff, we wouldn't blame you. I uh, would not blame you either. So Colorado are a bit of an interesting team in the fact that. They, yes, they lost Grubauer, but they, they brought in Kemper. Um, you would expect some of their younger defensemen, they're going to get a bit more of a shot um, with, you know, with Adam Graves leaving, not Adam Graves, Ryan Graves. I, I think it's fair to say Colorado are very much status quo. I don't think they're, even if losing Brandon Saw, I don't think they're taking a step back the way Tampa would be, if I'm just trying to explain my thought process here. Well, because they also have young guys, right? Like prominent young guys who could come up. Whereas Tampa, with Tampa, the young guys who come up aren't necessarily always as known mm-hmm. per se. So I just think from that standpoint, that's why there's, a, I'd say there's more of a, I'm fine with saying status quo with Colorado because yeah. there's a guy like Alex Newhook who could come in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Darcy Kepper only has one year left. Well, yeah. Daniel, I'll th- I think you'll like this one, but they did sign Darren Helm. Yes. They also have given All Jack... Star, uh, wait, World that. Junior legend, Darren Helm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so are you guys good with status quo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, the Blue yeah. Jackets, I yeah. mean, you know, step back. I mean, they they purposely, they've started their rebuild very, very well. But, I mean, they've traded everyone except Zaporinsky and, like, Boone Jones. Yeah. Oscar Bjorkstrand. Yes. Yes. Oscar, you, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Do you remember that list that I sent you, Adam, of coaches on the hot seat or GMs on the hot seat? Uh, I do not. Sorry. Oh, I might have sent it to Alex, but... They were like saying basically a list of GMs in the hot seat. What the heck is going on? Oh. Okay, yeah, they're saying basically a list of GMs in the hot seat. And for some reason, they put, I feel like this is interesting, but they put Kekalainen like as one of the coaches on the hot seat. I think he's been one of the more, that's a guy, especially with Davidson coming in to sort of help. That, that's a guy I feel like more than anything has secured this job. With how well his offseason has gone. I think he has the trust of the owner. Yeah. I don't think he should be on the hot seat because, I mean, it's not his fault that the city of Columbus or whatever is like deterring people from wanting to go there because they want to go to the bright lights. Yeah. Yeah. So I I find it hard to believe he's on the hot seat. Just, yeah. Just because he, he they're okay with going through the rebuild if they yeah. weren't okay if if they didn't trust Yarmo Kekalainen they would have brought someone else in by now I mean it was an interesting move to swap Atkinson for Voracek mm-hmm. yeah. but I don't know would you guys take Atkinson over Voracek yeah see that's that's a tough like have we seen the real Voracek the past couple of years or is he too old Pat? like the thing with Atkinson, i think i honestly think it'll work out for Voracek more because the guy wanted out for a while atkinson was like mr columbus like that guy yeah, i know that's a thing a bank for 20 to 30 goals and he was like a feisty little guy personally like i was shocked by it yeah i, I would probably if i'm columbus would rather atkinson i like if i'm philly even if it's a bit longer term, I take the lower cap hit of Atkinson. But, but anyway, we can agree on step back though. But like they have a, their future in place. Like they have a good draft. I think they're yeah. side. You know, obviously not part of it, but, but just saying like the picks they they've done like a less version of Arizona when it comes to stockpiling draft picks. Dallas next. They re-signed Heiskanen, which was really big. We don't, I don't think anyone knows exactly what the condition of Ben Bishop is in. Like, Aaron, like Dallas are so difficult to sort of narrow down because they had a disaster of a season last year with COVID and, you know, sort of the disasters that were going on in Dallas. Tyler Sagan played like three hockey games last year. And like looking at their main roster, not a lot has changed except for a oh, hello there, Braden Holpe. And for some reason, Ryan Suter got a long-term deal. At yeah, I didn't get that one. Why? I mean, he's still good. Still good. It's just four years. Like, so gonna, it, go sorry. ahead. No, that's going to take him until 40 years old. Yeah. So <laughs> what's weird here is if we say Bishop is out for the year, you've got a Holpe-Kadobin pairing, which, yeah, I think the, the Holpe ship has sailed. Holby and Hudobin at least can help out with kind of working side by side with Jake Ottinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who they just want to stuff in the AHL for another year. Yeah, no. What's to his sugar? And beside that, like the forward group hasn't really changed notably. Hi, Luke Lendenning. When did you get to say Luke Lendenning and Michael Roffel? 
Yeah, great. Talk about the definition of a fourth-line player is both of them. So, like, I, I find it difficult to really place where Dallas are because, because of what happened. I don't know where they are anymore. You can't – it's very difficult to look back and are these <laughs> 2020 bubble team that made the finals? Or is this the the normal stars of every year that might squeak in or they get bounced in the first round? And Tyler Yeah, Sagan, but that 2020 team that made the final should not have made the final. Yeah. Yeah, but they did. Well, I mean, I mean, that's the story of most of the, the like, other half of the finals matchups the past couple of years. Like the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to them. It's a status quo. I would put them in status quo. I agree with them. Yeah, I mean, they make some dumb moves like Suter for that many years. Yeah. And then they make some moves that aren't exactly dumb, but just like not really impactful, like Yanni Hakanpa and Hakanpa, Hakanpa. They want Team Finland's Hakanzak, Glenn Denning. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'll I'll throw them in status quo. Okay. Uh, Looking at Detroit. I mean, you know, they brought in Nick Letty. They, since the last time we did this tier list, I don't think this really counts towards it, but they bring in Jacob Verana. Um, they who knows fleeced exactly. yes, Carolina. For, yeah, for Alec Nedeljkovic. Um, I think it's, it's like, listen, let's, let's remember where Detroit are for a second here. We're not going to say they're the third best front office, like the athletic sort of fan votes have sort of put them in because the vision is so important. I think it's safe, like safe to say that Detroit have taken a step forward, but I don't want to say they're a fab. Like they're still going to be a bottom, like ten, maybe five team. You know, I'm still yeah, I'm still wait and see with them because they're going to have a lot of young guys coming up, and I want to just see how that meshes up first because we, in addition to the other guys that have been coming so far, like I want to see a full Philip Zadina season and just see like okay, was that actually a solid pick? Like, like, think of this. Like, I like Nedeljkovic. Is he gonna have as good a year as Bernier did in Detroit last year? Like, obviously, like if you want to say who will end up being the better goalie, we know what Bernier is after all these years. Nedeljkovic is just starting out. But I mean, you know, you gotta ignore like what is that performance gonna look like on a team with you know probably a, a the defense is definitely a step back from Carolina. So like, I, I'm cool to say they took a step forward because I thought they brought in some nice pieces, but they didn't have the off season of Kings. They didn't have an offseason like they did the year before. Like they made some great moves, but you know, at the same time, it was the Letty was a cap dump because the Islanders weren't needed to resign guys. Mm-hmm. Like they were, I think Iserman was smart in taking advantage of other teams that were making moves for whatever reason. Yeah, but like I think it's I'm going to put them in step forward if you guys are cool with that. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 Step forward works. Uh, the Panthers, aka they bring in Reinhardt. Um, Spencer Knight looks to be, you know, part of that tandem next year. They move some stuff like Anton Strowman out to, you know, some sure of some some cap flexibility for some moves. I'll get up their ex- like exact roster in a second here. But first off, while we're just getting this set up, let's have the debate again here now that Mike is here and I think he started to recover from the first round exit. Who is going to have a better? Don't know what you're talking about. I'm not saying who's going to win third or something in the Atlantic here. Who is going to have a better year points-wise next year? Is it the Panthers or is it? Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. And why do you say that? Because the other team sucks. Okay. Well, uh, I think I already know what the other team you're going to say. I didn't even have to hear what team it was. I already know the team sucks. They have nothing. They're a terrible organization uh, with terrible management. 
and they suck and I hate them. So okay, I don't know about you. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that team. So <clears throat> yeah, but you're going to watch the documentary and you really like Mitch Barner. I don't really like Mitch Barner. I mean, your tweet would say otherwise. I said I am down for him to have a rebound, a, a bounce back. Why are we doing Leafs talk in, 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 in a, yeah, you, yeah, you know what? That's typical, typical Alex. Typical. Selfish. I was even the one who brought them up. Selfish. So um, the Panthers took a selfish step with Reinhardt adding. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes, they did. Plus the Bennett they contract's did. not too bad. Plus the what deal? Sorry. The Bennett contract. Mm-hmm. They, it was, it, it, you know, Zito did a lot of very clean, very safe extension work. But, you know, Dude, it, he's a good GM. Yeah. Huberto and, and Barkov, though, are going to be the real test for him, though. The, the only one I look at and be like, I don't know, is Carter Verhage. Whoa. Whoa, Alex. If he could fit. Relax. <laughs> he can. Um, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Um, yeah, that's well, it. That's... I like Carter Verhage. I think he, I mean, going wrong, he was also playing with Barkov. This year, which kind of helps things, yeah. but yeah. I digress. Okay. Yeah, we go to the Oilers. Now, this is a complicated one. So their their goaltending is the same. They're they haven't re-signed Kyler Yamamoto yet, as we know. They made some moves on defense. A.K. They extended Darnell Nurse for next year. They brought in Duncan Keith. Guys like Caleb Jones, Ethan Bear are all gone. Um, it's hard to read exactly where Edmonton are here for me. Did you purposely leave out Cody CC? Um, no, I oh. forgot. About him. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you say Zach Hyman? I did not say Zach Hyman either. Um, but Zach Hyman is there. Look, I'm going to go on a whim here. Yeah, they made some moves like resigning. Severely overpaying Mr. Darnell Nurse, and they also re-signed Zach Hyman to a contract that will be pretty decent in in the, the early part of it, but that will be just awful in the long term. But at the same time, they're still actively playing Mike Smith next year alongside Miko Koskinen and yeah. Alex Stalock. Mm-hmm. That is always just, and on top of that, they add freaking Cody Cece on top of the money that they give Tyson Berry. I understand that they made moves like getting uh, Zach Hyman and re-signing Darnell Nurse, even though it was a drastic overpayment that comes into effect next year. And, you know, you also still have the best player in the world, but that is not going to sh- like take away the fact for me that they honestly did those moves and did not go out and get a goalie. So, uh, yeah. Even if they got somebody like Braden Holtby, I know it's hard because it's interconference, but if even if they did something dumb like that, oh my God, I hate this series. It still would have been more, and it still would have been better than the fact that they're playing, that they're banking on Mike Smith being Mike Smith the savior so- once again. Uh, well, I'll probably break it down like this. Goaltending is status quo. It's the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would argue their defense is... Confusing. I don't know. Worse. It's... it's. So what What have they... What have they... What's, what's they really... got rid of Ethan Bear for Warren I, yeah. Fogel. <laughs> yeah, they spent more money, but they got worse on defense. 
So if they get if they get Yamamoto up, I think they're better on offense because they brought in yeah. Fogel and Hyman, and we can't ignore how important Hyman's going to be for them. Like that changes their offense like nothing. Um, like their top six is pretty gross. It's just I wonder how the hell they're going to sign Yamamoto with three million dollars cap space. But like it seems like okay, they got better on offense, the same in goal, and then their defense is just a mess. So where do you put them? They're such an up and down team. I don't even know, like, I don't know if goaltending is the same because Mike Smith is 39 years old. Yeah. That's that's the worrisome part for me is that and both the Miko Koskinen is just Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith is a year older. And to put in perspective, yeah, he's also 39, but, and he had a good regular season, but then he, like, I mean, the rest of the team did, but he sucked in the playoffs last year. Yeah. They got swept. So, so where are you guys trying to put them there? Though? I, I'm I step back. I, I want to put them in step back. I also want to keep in mind it's 82 games next season for Mike Smith. Yep. Without and they're not even in there like for better or for worse. They're back in the Pacific, which is top heavy. So we're we're gonna put the team that added Zach Hyman, Warren Fogle, and that into step back. Not even status right. quo. We're gonna put them into step back. That's how you guys have a hot bad. take button over here. Yes. I listen. I I'm gonna be the one to say I thought they took a step forward in some a single step, but <clears> I, <throat> if it's three to one, it's three to one. Um, we're gonna get slack for that. The Islanders. <laughs> I'll feel bad. Um, I don't feel bad either because at want, the end of the day, I know everything about hockey. So yeah. the Islanders are like the most status quo team ever. It's like they lost Everly, but then Palmieri is basically the replacement for that. They're Zach both, Parise. Same, <laughs> like. Yeah, but like Parise is like a bottom six player at this point. Like best worst kept secret in the league. Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's just I love how he's. <laughs> yeah, see, I I just saw that too. He's there, but he's not. <laughs> he's, those of you who are watching the the, the um, YouTube version of this, so under cap friendly, he, Zach Parise is under the Islanders cap friendly page, but he's just UFA. With this time of the year, like normally, like you reach a certain point in the year where like it shows a difference or the way it's projected. Yeah, it's just weird because everyone knows he's there. But you know, like the defense, like Noah Dobson is going to get a bigger shot next year. Yeah. Obviously, like ma to the Adam Pellick deal and all that. And beside that, I mean, like Etobicoke's finest. They are the Islanders are the only team in the league that can stay the way they are, and you still trust them to be as good as they were. The definition of status quo. The thing is with Lou Lamorello is that he signs guys, but then he just doesn't announce it. Like he probably has like the contract and he just stuffs it in like his filing cabinet in his office because he's definitely a guy that still uses paper. And and he's just like his he kills trees. But he um <laughs> he definitely just has like a just a, a shelf of all these different signings that he's made. And he's like, Yeah, I'll get to it. I'll, I'll announce it eventually, you know. Yeah. So status quo? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I want to double check this team first because I want to put them in fabulous, but I'm wondering if it's just for one move and I'm forgetting some other ones. So Los Angeles. So looking at the LA Kings on defense, sure. You brought in an Alex. Okay. That's very cool. I'm happy for you there. I think mm, the Kings are weird. I want to put them in fabulous for now. 
Because right now I'm not thinking, I'm looking at some of the teams here and I'm not a hundred percent if we have a champion of the off season yet. So I'm wondering if we like, we choose a team from fabulous because I look at the Kings and I'm like, okay, you don't need to make a move in gold because Pedersen's the guy there and quick will be the guy behind him. Pedersen. Cal Peterson. Sorry. Sorry. He's American, not Swedish. Listen, it feels like if you're a hockey player and your first name starts with J, no one pronounces it anymore. Is it Jacob Voracek or is it Jacob Voracek? I don't know. And I don't it's want Jakob. Jakob, even though he's from Ontario. At least I think he is. He's Canadian at least. But anyway, but then you look at some of the moves they made up front, a.k.a. Hello there, Philip Deneau, who is a massive like add to them. And they bring in Victor Barbertson. How do you feel about that? We'll get to that in a second. Hold on. And then they also <laughs> extend uh, Alex Iofalo to a really, really good deal. I like the move for the Kings. I love Phil Deneau. You know that. I think he is the, again, if Deneau accepts the fact that he's going to be a third line center in a few years, that's cool. But like, I, you know me, they have the best defensive center in the world. Like, sorry, they just do. Like Barkov is like Barkov is probably the best all around player, but pure defense, no one's better than Phil Deneau, and you can't change my mind about that. Oh, I thought you say Anze Kopitar. They have like they may have defensively the best one two center depth in the league now. Like I, I really want to put LA in fabulous by Dr. Gary Gould. Uh, I could think I've, about it in that way because a lot of the young guys too that they've been hoarding are all coming up and they've been been in pretty okay. They've been pretty excited okay. to see Byfield start making uh, an yep. appearance. Oh yeah, Velarde's past the injuries. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, I think. See what Turcotte does if he gets in there. I mean, even Edler. Edler is not a bad add to that D. For he's not being paid a, a mountain like he was in Vancouver. So. So we're are we are we? Cool? I'm good. I'm good with fabulous. Okay. Cool, Dan, Mike. Yes, it's fabulous. Well, Mike, you're outvoted three to one anyway. So yeah, I know I'm outvoted three to one. So sure, go for it. Are you going to put them in step forward? Yeah, I mean, but I feel know, like we need to populate the tier list. So I'm okay with fabulous. Yeah, like I have follow and then Arvidsson and all that. I think they have a pretty decent top six. Okay, here's the problem: with Minnesota Kaprizov isn't signed yet. That is true. So. You look at Minnesota, and obviously they lose Carson Stewson. It was a pretty, you know, that's a bit of a damaging move. Guy's a giraffe. Yeah, they bought out Ryan. Yeah, they bought out Suter and Parise. They do sign Eric Snack to that. Mm, oh, I love that contract so much. It's so. I, good. I, I feel so uncomfortable when you say it like that. Oh, it's such a nice deal for your center. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm leaving for $5.2 million for eight years. And he's only 24. Oh, it's such a good deal. Um, I like, I don't think you can, I think until Kaprizov is signed, I don't think even so I would put Minnesota in status quo because yeah. they didn't get, even with Kaprizov, they didn't get better. Like, who did they bring out that was a difference maker? If anything, Dmitry they Dmitry Kulikov and John yeah. Merrill. God. Alex Goligoski, yeah. $5 million. Like, I think their defense definitely took a step back. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm- I don't understand why, like, I get the contract, but I don't understand why they bought out Suter, to tell you the truth. Like, uh, his, his, his regression wasn't as steep so far I, as... Yeah. As Parise, like I was, I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty taken aback when I found out that it was yes, both and not just I one. I mean, and especially with the fact that now they got to deal with, I mean, this year, okay, it's not that bad, 
But next summer, you got to sign Kevin. You got to extend Kevin Fiala. He's this is his last year. And then the next year, also coincidentally, is when the brunt of those de- of that dead cap starts to kick in. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure Dan could speak on it more, but I have a feeling the peri- both the reason both of them was bigger than just regression. It was a culture change that they right. wanted to do. Yeah, That's culture shock. I, I get that. It's like Daniel writes about Minnesota or something. So. <laughs> Not to mention, also, it's like I think they were also worried about the uh, what what the cap recapture might look like. Right. I am just com- I'm just worried about because you have one negotiation this year with Kaprizov, who is the heart, who is the man on this team now. But then next year, Kevin Fiala has made quite an impact. He's going to get paid next year. You're going to have to deal with both of those buyouts and the penalties from that, and that's just going to be a mess. So. Not- not they will have no depth. They no. will have no depth for like five years. Um, but so for now, we put them in step back. Sure. All right. The Montreal Canadiens has it been a busy off season yet again? Um, because this is a disaster. Just a dis- just a just a plain disaster. See, here's the thing. If you had told me that we were counting the draft, they're in just a disaster. But if we're excluding the draft. No, you know, I don't even think we can. I don't think we can with Montreal. I think they're a disaster. Like, listen. I was joking, but. Well, <laughs> let's have the debate. Fine, fine. You know, like everyone form your own opinion here. So let's let's talk about this. There were more factors beyond Montreal's control. As in Weber is like Weber, they couldn't control that. Right. Um, okay, well, that still has to factor into. The you know, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that cuts out of it, but I'm just saying like. You know, they're obviously unanticipated. Yes. Yeah. yeah, But just, yeah. But if you let me finish my setup, you're going to see where I'm going here. So there are things they could obviously. Yeah. It's unanticipated. Yes. Sorry. I love you. Shut up. (laughs) So there are things they couldn't control like Weber, like, okay, rip. Um, There were mistakes. Like why the heck did you not like, there were things like they, like the, the price gamble worked out, but it nearly like shook the fan base to its core. But then there were stuff that Montreal very clearly cocked up. And that was, they wouldn't move on the Deneau deal. Um, the Kakinemi stuff, they seem to have lowballed them. Yeah, they brought in a good replacement with Dvorak. They brought in Savard to sort of help fill that gap. Hoffman, uh, Weidman. There's a lot of stuff there. Um, Mathieu Perrault, man, come on. Perrault is such a paquet. Tout les Canadiens de Montréal, Québécois. Mais c'est, you know, c'est difficile pour les Canadiens. Um, because you know, you look at your it. French hurts, but anyways, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to I criticize him. Get, get out, can you just like honestly? A- here's one thing that redeems it though I think they handled the Kokanyemi situation phenomenally well, yeah, because I thought it was a lose lose situation, but then they still were. I mean, yeah, you lose Kokanyemi, but you're not paying 6.1 this year for Kokanyemi, that's dumb, and then to have to figure out what you're going to do with him after. So I think they handled it pretty well, managing to get Dvorak with the capital that you get. I so, agree with that. I, so I, just, I think. Sorry, no, I don't sorry. know. No, no. Like I think it's disastrous in ways that isn't like I mean, yeah, like you said, the Weber thing, Weber potentially lo- ending his career is just, like disastrous on his own yeah. because that's your captain, but that's not in their control. Drafting Logan Mayu is in their control. Yes. And. I don't know. I I, <clears throat> I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, 
to be a step back, but you don't usually say step back. A step back for a team that made the cup final shouldn't be not making the playoffs or in this case, you know, they're in the Atlantic division this year. So I, I might have to say a bit of a disaster. I don't know. What, what, what do you, what do y'all think? Okay. First of all, let me say, like, I wasn't trying to say like discount the Weber stuff. I was just trying to do a fancy setup there. So like, let's break it down like this. You try to replace Shea Weber. You can't do that. But like you try and do with Savari what you've done. Okay. Like, cool. Um, they're weaker at center. Like that's not a debate. Um, def- like at, at defense, you can maybe say status quo because of what Weber was in the regular season. And that playoff performance was probably his last hurrah uh, in net their status quo. But I just think, I think with, with, and yeah, like you can say like Caulfield coming is going to help in that. And like Hoffman in that, like Hoffman and Dvorak are like going to help them in areas. Then, it's if if we can't ignore Chicago for sorry if if we can put Chicago with a step forward okay now yeah I I you one of you guys it, they're way too difficult I, I I can't ignore the May like I can't do that I can I I can you know what Daniel go go ahead I'll go after it's okay okay I'd say it is a step back but like a half step back but still a step back because um, I think with all of the injuries and the people they lost that they were pretty good with riding the ship in a way that they wanted to get these replacements and they still wanted to be competitive. So I'll give them that. But yeah, with the Logan Mayu stuff, it's just kind of like the way I saw it. And this is probably my opinion is that Montreal was kind of like, you know, it was that Canadian team that we're, we're joking around about the CN tower being the colors of the Habs and all that going on during the finals. And it was in a way like they tried to make it like it was Canada's team in a way. So they were riding that high, but then suddenly with the draft, it just, that happens. And then it's like, okay, what, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. If you weren't cheering the modest Canada's team too, then you're also. No, stop it. Stop mm-hmm. it. Alex, go ahead. So to me, just based on the roster moves they made, it, it, it looks like a step back. Like to me, the the Hoffman signing was kind of a Thomas Tatar replacement, in my eyes, at least. Um, Hopefully, he hard. doesn't get scratched in the playoffs. Right. They make it. <laughs> like that. The expectation is he plays well in the playoffs. Would be the expectation. Um, it's really difficult to replace Shea Weber completely. David Savard is as good as I guess you can get. They still need a puck-moving defenseman. As Adam, you've brought up, I don't know how many times, by the way, Sammy Vatanen is still a free agent. And they and they replaced some depth pieces with Cedric Paquette and Matthew Perot. But as you said, you lost the best defensive center in the league. Like that, t- that is a huge piece missing. And yeah, you can replace him with Christian Dvorak. But Christian Dvorak is not Philip Deneau. So I, I just think we get more goals though. Sure. But somewhat, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like there was a set system <clears throat> that Montreal played really well in is that they have those lines and Philip Deneau, that whoever he was playing with, that is your shutdown line. And they did that the entire time in the playoffs. How are you, you, you remove that. Like that. when he shut down Matthews and Tavares. Correct. When you shut down Matthews and Tavares, when you shut down Shifley for half a game and then whoever was their first line center after that. And and the same in Vegas. 
against Vegas. Like it's just a hard role to replace with the roster that they currently have. Let's be frank here. Uh, Dvorak isn't even the Dino replacement. He's the Kakenemi one. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like there is no okay. Dino it, replacement. They already botched the development of Kokenemi that they had to lose him in the first place. I'm thinking, I stand by that. I'm thinking back on this. I think we have to put Chicago and Montreal in the disaster. I think we'd be doing a disservice if we if we ignored the Aldrich and, and the May stuff. Sure. I just, I just I, I'm thinking about it. I feel like this is the proper thing to do. This is your team, so it's for, go, go with for both of them. Yeah. Okay. Nashville. Okay. I'll take it. Sorry, sorry, Mike, but you know, three to one. It's just. I, it, I'm not, hey, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not objecting. No. It's just like you know. It just. It just feels wrong. It feels wrong. Um, yeah, I agree. If if we are gonna factor in controversies that are clouding these teams. Like I, I feel like last year we didn't ignore Mayu. I mean, not Mayu. I feel like like last year Miller. We definitely did not. We ignore. did not ignore Minnesota. But then again, Minnesota was also in shambles, not just with the whole Miller situation. But nonetheless, that still was one of the biggest deals in the hockey world. Yeah. So um, I get it. Mike did say, mean to say Arizona there. It's just Minnesota's logo just come in there. Oh, uh, Shizen. Yes, I meant. No, it's because you, you thought I'm we're just... doing Nashville next, and you're like those damn beast creature teams. Speaking of which, Nashville. No, I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just dumb. I know. Um, I don't oh, know. Wow, thanks, guys. pal. Jeez. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't need to do that. Someone you know, is getting a demotion in our organization. Clearly. Do you know? You know when like you have those sort of words you rest on as crutches, like how Ron McLean's always like beautiful. Mine's like I know. Um. Anyway, not. <laughs> Um, Pecorini is retired, but UC Saros had taken over the net. Beside that, I think they took a step back, aka they got like nothing for Ryan Ellis. Was Dude, it they got big save Dave? Yeah, Dave Riddich. Cool. Legend. The third goalie in Toronto. One game. <laughs> I'm still remembering. I thought that was it looked like a NHL 21 glitch when he wore the red pads. He wrote, no, he wore the red pads. Plus, remember when that goal just went right through him and he tried to like shoot it? Yes, yes, I do. With that Mitch Marner giveaway. Okay. Um, yeah, Nashville definitely took a step back trading <laughs> Ryan Ellis um, <laughs> for pennies. Uh, and Myers. Th- they also can't figure out what they're doing uh, with a rebuild or not. Like, it's that's just it. Very right confused. It's just, it's so confusing. That is it right there. That is what has me confused because I would give them a step forward. If Mikhail Granlin was gone, and if they actually got something, Siri keeps popping up. If they actually got something in the worthwhile, with I mean Philip Myers, he's a minute muncher and he's physical and strong, but you know, and yeah, I mean you can't discount on Cody Glass, but I mean. They could have gotten better. They yeah. definitely. Sh- oh my god! Siri keeps popping up on this thing. It keeps annoying me. I, I don't know if if they. I would have honestly given them a step forward if you could see that there is a clear cut rebuild, not even clear cut rebuild rebuild plan in place. But if they're making moves towards this rebuild because they're not competitive anymore, and mm-hmm. I know Poyle has never really done a big rebuild, but dude, like. <laughs> They're, like, they're not going to even make the like they're going to be a middle like low middle of the pack team that isn't going to make the playoffs. So step back, we can yes. agree. 
Yes. If yeah. they waited a week, they would have gotten a boatload, a boatload for Ryan Ellis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So now we look this at this team. Guys. Sucks. No one cares about this team. Skip. Okay. No one cares about this team. So no, we- no they, they suck. No one cares about this team. They're not good. <laughs> They're a terrible organization. Skip. 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 Okay. So the New Jersey Devils uh, <laughs> uh, bring in Bachwood's new partner in Jonathan Bernier. They have a really tidy, like around the trade deadline onwards, bringing Siegenthaler. Um, they take advantage of Colorado's situation to go get Adam. Ryan Graves. I have it in front of me. Uh, <laughs> are you just saying Adam Graves? I, I mean, because I'm an idiot. Um, they also bring in Thomas Tatar. Tatar. And uh, Dougie Hamilton. I think right now it's fair to say with those moves, for now, we put them with, with the Kings in, in the fabulous category. Yeah, 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 for sure. And Mike doesn't isn't going to say much. And I'm saying at the end of it, we'll, we'll do a vote to see who is the official champion. And well, you know, giving Wayne Simmons five million dollars, right? Champion of the offseason. Well, exactly. Wayne. Simmons. <laughs> I mean, oh! you know what? I get it. They snagged Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, they snagged Dougie Hamilton. Like just that alone is propelling them. We have about half the league left, so we should. Go pick faster. up the pace a little we bit. Pick up the pace. Uh, the Rangers. Oh, um, uh, ooh. It took a step back. Oh, um, yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, all right. We can agree. I, yeah, yeah, just put him there. Tom, like, Tom Wilson they, is their GM. Um, what are they doing? Tom Wilson Tom is living not just rent free. Tom Wilson is living completely mortgage free. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like if, if the Rangers where Drake's enormous mansion, Tom, Tom Wilson is living in that like completely free. Yeah. AKA hello, but, Marco Yutra. And you know, bad, probably Nevich just being shipped out of town. For Sandy yeah. blaze. Yeah. And then Ryan- but it's okay because it'll all work itself out and they will propel up in these tier, in this tierless standings when they get Jack Eichel. Yeah. Okay. So we, we should also mention they do bring in Gerard Gallant. And they yeah. signed Shusterkin, but it's just the identity of the team has just shifted so much. And they bring in like they bring in Ryan Graves just to lull at everyone. Ryan Reeves, sorry, Ryan Reeves. <laughs> I was gonna say Ryan Graves, dude. You figure it out. <laughs> uh, the Sens, uh, like Minnesota, they have not signed Brady Kachuk, so I'm willing to just put them in setback for now because all their other business is intended to. I mean, they also really yeah. didn't do much. Uh, yeah, or anything like, really. They they didn't make any additions uh, of note other than Michael Delzato. <laughs> by how quiet it was, by, yeah. by by how quiet it was, I think we're okay with step back. Sorry, yeah, no, I, I got a I got a text. Like, like a lot of it is internal improvement is the expectation. I mean, it it also sucks because look how much money they paid Evgeny Dadnov just for him now to go to Vegas. Because he's, that experiment failed, except for when he he scored the overtime winner on that horrible yeah, team so, that they came back five one two. So the if you ever remember, Flyers, did you remember watching that so game? The Philadelphia you Flyers, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what what like? They, I think they're they made a step forward. Yeah. Um, Joel Farabee, I'm surprised with that extension already. Uh, yes. You know what? Like they get that they get. Big Keith Yandel. I love Keith Yandel. But the hope, too, is that, like, look, I know young goalies always have a tough season. I still believe Carter Hart will be a great goalie. Mm-hmm. But you're also 
if you're giving, if, whenever you give a young goalie a backup that's older than them, it's because he's supposed to mentor them. Martin Jones is mentoring Carter Hart. Um, oof. Very quietly, uh, Claude Giroux being a UFA at the end of the year. Yeah, can't forget that. So they bring in some interesting pieces. You know, we mentioned Atkinson. When does James Van Hockey start to regress? Because he had a great year, I feel. I mean, you know, we'll worry about that. I mean, as of right now, I mean, that's that's not the that's not the tier list. It's not part of the tier list. I think they took a step. No, that's a genuine. No, it's just a genuine question. I'm asking you guys. Um, because I'm, this guy seems like he's just like he's been 27 forever, even though he's 32. Especially with all his injuries, you you think I know, but I'm just saying that's a surprising point. That's a good point that Philly has if he can continue to do that. And I mean, you got you have like Morgan Frost and Joel Farabee, yeah. But I mean, I'm also still confused with what they're doing on D. Like, I mean, why are you gonna pair two offensive? Are you gonna pair two offensive defensemen together? Or are you going to pair Rista Linen with one of them, who is a glorified pylon? They're clearly trying to replace Matt Niskanen. Yeah, and clearly that is not like that. That that does not look like. I'm looking at the screen right now that Adam has it. That does not look like it. Like the replacement. The defense, by the way, for people wondering: Provorov, Alice, Rista Linen, Sandheim, Braun, Keith Yandel, and a Samarin. I thought he was a forward again already. Oh, it says it there. Yeah, left somewhere. Okay. Because he's whatever, whatever they need him to play, he's up in there. Um, also, guys, never forget, uh, y- you see it, right? Derek Broussard is there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they still mm-hmm. took a step forward because, like, Alice, like, you can't tell me that bringing Alice in that isn't going to help them out. Like, I, I like the team. They're like a more yeah, mature difference for them. I think so. I think it's a step forward. I just, I think it still has the ability to either backfire in classic Philly fashion. Or in next year's tier list, even though we're not looking at that yet, but next year's tier list going into their next season, they'll go right back down again. I don't know. Yeah, I'll give there's them a, a step forward for now. There's a lot of bets with the Flyers. I think they're gonna have. Yeah, the that's a great thing, way to put it. The good thing is they signed Sean Couturier. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. To a spectacular deal, by the way. Um, looking at Pittsburgh, they lost some, like some very quietly lost some death players like Jared McCann and, uh, and that sort of the guys, you know, um, yeah, Tanev and, you know, that was a pretty good, like depth piece for them. Frederick Goudreau, Cody CC, that's a collapse in itself. You make fun of him, but he was like, he fit his role well in Pittsburgh, you know, like, you know, but they didn't lie. He did. Again, by the way, that was apparently that's a, like a very quiet, solid move for them. Like on the wow, they have a lot of UFAs and forward. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I think overall you can say the Pittsburgh Penguins are pretty status quo. I mean, goaltending is the same. Defense is mostly the same. I mean, forwards mostly the same. They're really banking on Tristan Jari not being as awful as he was in the playoffs. Yeah. What they lost. They did seem to recoup through free agency. I've never heard of Radim Zahorna, but he'll probably play with Crosby this year. <laughs> probably. He's getting 40 points. Okay, so step forward. Uh, yeah. Right next to Philly. You love to see it. The San Jose Shark. Oh, gosh. What um, did they just do? a disaster. Like, yeah. They, well, no, you know what? You know what, guys? You, you say that, but they bring in Aiden Hill for Yosef. And. Cole. 
And Sharks legend. And uh, yeah, they bring back James Reimer and looking at their offense. Oh, um, you know, it probably doesn't help. Uh, they haven't moved to Vander Kane yet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, that's an over. That's that's just there you go. You have a locker room distraction. You have like, I mean, contracts. They, they, they have they still have some of the worst contracts in hockey and one of the worst cap situations in hockey. So I think they're like eternally just still disastrous. Yeah, I, I'd put them there. Yeah, we good for that. I'd then? put them there. Yeah, sure. Okay, um, I'm sure I would put them there too. Yeah. Um. Sorry, Aiden Hill, but you you're not enough. Um. Seattle. You're not that guy, that. pal. <laughs> Seattle. From what I saw last year, I think they really <laughs> for <laughs> what they've been able to do this off season. I mean, you know, they've <laughs> joke of the day. I mean, by, joke by, of the day. By, by definition, they should be champions of the off season because they literally went from zero to. Whatever we're gonna put them. Yeah, their um, their like projected win thing is insane compared to last year. <laughs> no, I mean you look at them. I, I mean, so the moves they they themselves did. They get Alexiak, Adam Larson for great deals. Grubauer fell into their laps hilariously. Jane How Schwartz. awkward is that conversation though, when you draft Chris Drieger to be your number one guy, and then. Oh, hey, how's Philip Grubauer doing? Uh, you know, freaking he's... Listen, he had to probably live for about a week the prospect that Carey Price was with to come in. I'm sure, I'm sure, like, no offense to Philip Grubauer, good good goalie. But, you know, when you go from expecting Carey Price to all of a sudden be your competition to Philip Grubauer, good player, had some mad moments in, against Vegas. I'm sure he was ready for it. Plus, you know, you got to remember, these are competitors. They're going to see a guy and instead think of, you know what? Oh crap! This guy's coming to steal my job. It's going to be—that's my competition. You know what? I don't think it's going to affect him that much. You know, and he gets money. He's—you know—just got like what ten million dollars total from that dealish. So, um, I would put them in fabulous because they've—they kept true with keeping all their cap space. They've, um, you know, they—they—they've—they've—they—they—they made really good moves for the free agents they did make. Um, like if you were reading the expansion draft itself. Obviously, that was a bit we, we criticized Underwhelming. it. Overwhelming. But maybe that's against them becoming ultimate champions. But I would put them plus how I've just kind of realized a big problem with the way we well, I specifically have, have named these categories. Uh, how do you say they've taken a step forward when they've never made one? So I think we kind of <laughs> have to put them in fabulous. Okay, fabulous right. it is. Well, there you go. Congratulations, Seattle. Uh, the St. Louis Blues. Um, bringing Boots Nevich. Decent little, little move there. Um, Absolutely fleecing yeah. the Rangers. Yeah, um, they get the Pareko extension done. No matter your opinions on that, they keep the guy. People like having players. Um, and they obviously bring in Brandon Saad. I don't think it's awful to say that they took a step forward, like depth-wise, scoring-wise. They lost Vinny Dunn, but they, I think yeah, it's hard him. also, too, because what's the deal with Vladimir Tarasenko? That is the big question. And what kind of offers do they have around the expansion draft that they, you know, Remember they were saying like, oh, we don't like the value of this or something. And now he's just been sitting there. Like, you see how many players aren't going to report to camp because they're just waiting to get moved. Michael. question. Tarasenko. Like, how, mm-hmm. does, how does Kuznetsov feel around the caps right now? Because they don't like him. So where, where do we put that with, 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 with the blues? I wouldn't say Dunn's that big of a loss because it seems like he fell out of favor to begin with. 
Um, but I'll they- say status quo because a lot of the moves they did do kind of kept them afloat. But now that the Tarasenko thing isn't solved, I don't think it puts them to step forward. I love mm-hmm. how. Daniel's like normally like okay you guys go ahead but when it came to the blues because <laughs> you know this Voice is his reason this is his team he said yeah. they were making the playoffs I, I I'll agree with Dan a, a, another point to add on to that is they I, I don't know if they really fixed their goaltending like yes there's Jordan Bennington but Jordan Bennington also can't play 82 games and, he can only and, punch so many faces. Out. Exactly. He doesn't look nervous. Like he, he can only punch so many people in the face. And I don't know how much I'm going to trust Vili Huso to play uh, 20, 25 games, depending on how many games Jordan Bennington plays. Like, it's just that that's my worry. I have a fun fact about Vili Huso. Let's hear it. He was the original Leafs pick that they sent with Carl Gunnarsson for Roman Polak. You were watching a trade tree recently, weren't you? No, I just keep, I always remember that. Okay. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Uh, remembers. Tampa took a step back, like without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like their step back is still, they're still so good. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. They're, yeah. They're the second bottom tier, but competitively they are fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Bro, they have, they have Corey Perry now. Like, and sorry, Alex, about your jersey. That's okay. I'll live. We'll always remember the year. I, I will gladly remember the year. Mike, I'd like to thank yeah, you no. on the show for the last time after that core parent bastard. Um, <laughs> okay, and here they are the Toronto Maple Leafs. They've done skip. who cares? Skip, skip. No, they no. suck, they suck, they're okay. terrible. So, Mike's not allowed to take part in this conversation. So, um, I'm what do you mean I can't take part in this conversation because you're okay, clearly fine. way too I will, biased. No, 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 you know what? Uh, I will not I'm be gonna, biased. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll be, okay. I'll give it a, a let me let me set it up and then you two. Can, can go at okay so here's okay Frederick Anderson is gonna crack my neck <laughs> Josh Hosang gotta love it okay so uh, one more year of Phil Kessel love to see it okay um so uh, out goes Frederick Anderson in comes Heather Morazic uh the defense is basically the same and uh the big sort of question is on offense they lose a, a really important player in Zach Hyman and then they kind of do what Toronto always does is we're going to sign a bunch of guys one will get waived one will be sent for like a pick they're both end up in Vancouver somehow and one's probably going to work and one may leave in free agency the next year it's always how it works so before I even say anything about it let's just Alex and Mike if you want to just sort of get this out the way Daniel um, Mike, Get some popcorn. No, I, I, I'm. I think I, I don't know if he's actually going to put them in just a disaster, but like I'm not. I'm going to put them in step back, and rightfully so. Um, step back, Fr- Frederick. Like Frederick Anderson, when he is a hundred percent healthy and on his game, is extremely sucks in the good, playoffs. Is extremely good goaltender. Sucks in the playoffs. Okay, he lets in bad. He'll let in a bad goal if his numbers are actually quite fine. I'm sorry that the team just can't step up in Game Six, but that's a different story. I'll give him that's, the benefit of the doubt. That, that's, a, different. that's different. It would have been. It would have been. It would. It would have been different this year because they have a better defense. Sure. They have like whatever. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Whatever. Predator Mrazic is a decent replacement. Better? 
Yes, it's Peter Morazic. It's not Peter. Morazic. I've never heard anyone say Peter Morazic. <laughs> There's no second e. How is it Peter? I've it's heard Petter. so many people. It's yeah, it's Peter, Petter. like P- no, Piotr. I don't think so. Don't think so. You just say the, it the way you say. Whatever. It. I I don't think their defense hasn't changed as Adam said, but I think there's a lot of question marks on forward just because what in the world is Andre Kasha and Nick Ritchie going to be? What is Michael is Ritchie or is Bunting? Who's going to be up right. there replacing Zach Hyman the on reason, Matthews and Marner's wing? The reason they're not status quo and their step back is because of the question marks of the signings they made up front. Like if all of them work out, wonderful. But the chances of all of them working out are not high. No. That's all I I say. Say, I'll say step back. I won't really give too much on the goalies because I think... I think it's a good experiment. I think if they're going to genuinely, like if they do genuinely exercise a genuine tandem type beat between Campbell and Mrazek, it can work out well. Um, And I'd rather, like, I don't know about you, but I think that'd be good than grossly over. Well, I mean, you have to, because you can't really afford to grossly overpay a goalie because you are already grossly overpaying a underwhelming Mitch Marner. Um, yeah. I'm not going to take that back. He sucks in the playoffs, but yeah, like I, I'm okay with a step back. I think they, you know, these are all depth moves because they didn't have much money to work with in the first place, but they're but they still were a definitely, joke. they were definitely in on Gabriel Landeskog and Philip Grubauer though. Right. Yes. They're still a joke. Steve Dangles. The and they're, they're apparently, they're apparently in with PK as well. Yeah. Steve Dangles, the traitor. How would you get to them? like so no like <laughs> like how well I find interesting like the, there's a lot of sort of funny side stories around the Leafs and that first off is is this could be the first time because last year shorts you know, a bit of an asterisk this is the first real chance that in a long full season that um, that Jack Campbell will try and get that chance to really be a starter because on, on LA it was never going to last because of Peterson being there. Um, so like the, this is, I think this is a really big year for him. Like Morazic is the most like, like definition of a, a tandem safe backup goalie that there is. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously in defense, you always like the big question is, okay, what is Sandine? What is the future of Morgan Riley? Which I can't wait to talk about that all year. Is and, Robertson going to be on the team? Yeah, he's going to be a better like, top six option than Mikheyev. I see some people say. Lilligren has literally fallen down. You know how the athletic writers used to be pumping this guy's tires left, right, and center. Every outlet everywhere is like, oh, Timothy Lilligren, Timothy Lilligren. Now they have him as like the seventh best ranked prospect in this organization. Like, what, so, what, what's going on with this D? Who's going to play D if, if, if one of this to- if one of these top six goes down? Lilligren? Freaking Marty Marincin? Nope, not there anymore. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's gone. Timu Kivalami. Philip Kral. Philip Kral. So, yeah, they got Alex Biego. I forgot about that. We also saw this story. In Enormous. Look, looking at the forwards here is, um, like, with Hyman being gone, there's that just sort of, quite, not to mention, there was always that sort of, sort of second line left, like, wing question. And it was like, okay, is it going to be Yalchenyuk? Um, there is going to be a massive question. Because oh, shut up, we all do. Um, come back to Montreal for the lulls, for the memes. If they had brought back Galchenyuk, I would have put them champions of the off season. You guys couldn't have stopped me. <laughs> it would have been so funny. Um, anyway, uh, so so, AKA, 
what are the wings going to look like with guys like obviously Richie is is Richie. Uh, Kasha is going to be fascinating, even if he's a right winger. That's a guy. And what exactly is going to happen with Ilya Mikheyev? Um, I don't think they could surprise us anymore because at this point last year, they announced that Joe Thornton was going to be starting on the top line with Matthews and Marner. So I, I just I don't have expectations anymore for who the heck they're gonna throw up there. I'm almost done. I, every, someone almost. different every game. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. All right, okay. In the rotator, uh, Bunting, it's your turn. No, no, no. I, I was on last. All right, uh, Richie, or or do you want a shot, Curtis Gabriel? Do you, do you want to play this game? Ilya Mikheyev requested the trade. What do we think about it? I was trying to get there. I love how quickly the fan base just turned on them. Like, it's like. Are you? Well, the it's, the it's, it's so dumb. It's just this whole thing. It's the guy. I, I I think there's this perception for whatever reason. He wants out. Like he clearly wants out because of the ice time and no other reason for yeah. that. And I'm sorry, but I've, we've all watched Ilya Mikheyev play on in the top six. And uh, unless he's added a skill set this summer, it's just very difficult to watch every time Mitch Marner passes him the puck. It, it really is like the only time he gets a goal is if he's literally completely wide open and he's given a one timer. That's the only time he's scoring. But other than that, like sure he's faster than McDavid, but he's, he can't like, he's got no finish. I, I've always he's not Swedish though. So you can't I've, see that. I've always added, I've always brought forth the argument that, if Ilya Mikheyev improved his finishing a little bit, just a little bit, he could do the exact same role that Zach Hyman played. Like it, it's. But what do you I, mean by finishing? Like that's, Zach Hyman's not, not a exactly. That's not exactly something you're working on in in the offseason. It's not a specific. Like, what do you mean, shooting, passing? Okay, so what was Zach Hyman's role? Literally, just shooting a puck. Because watching him shoot a puck or try, he just. I see screenshot after screenshot of him getting the puck in front of the net and just horribly panic. screwing it up. You kind of horribly panic. screwing it up. You can't like there's you can do that sometimes the odd occasion. It's just ridiculous to watch every single time. Fair. Um, all right. I'll 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 throw him if we're still going. I'm still saying step back, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yes, yes. Ilya Mikheyev, honestly, I don't think it's a huge deal that he requested a trade. He's also with my God, Siri. He's also with Gold Star, and Gold Star moves their players left, right, and center from organizations if they're not like the star Russians on the team. So I think he starts uh, the season. With the Leafs, I don't think he starts this season, but I could definitely see him in a top six role for a while because they're just going to kind of be banking on him. Well, they, 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 yeah, they have to try their options there because you know right I now mean, it's, it's they're the ones that said we're not trading you, so you got to. That means you got to play him then. There's, it's almost like it's kind of maybe kind of silly to say this, but you can almost you almost kind of expect this to happen, and what I mean by that is. The Leafs and something that, that they've done is 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 they they always like they're obviously they're known like they're really good at bringing Russian players in, and, you know those players coming overseas have a certain expectation, um, but you know they have to work for those certain expectations, and you know obviously Ozhiganov didn't work out, um, Mikheyev you know he has his uses. Sides of 
He's gotten a certain silicate. Yeah. And you know, he's just, you know, if forever, he's just a really fast skater who can't finish. And that's what he is at the NHL level. So, you know what, the, again, the guy doesn't cost you a lot. You got him for free. So, you know, just sometimes it's just like the stuff is bound to happen with these kind of free agents and that. It's just like, we saw it again with, um, uh, why can I never remember his name? The defenseman they brought over that everyone rubbed in Habs fans' faces. Um, he was oh, like, Lightning. Lightning. Miko Lettinen. And now he's a free agent somewhere after going to Columbus. It just, those things happen. Um, okay. Vancouver. Disaster. I don't care how much better they got. Look at what they did by getting rid of their three worst contracts that would have expired next year for like literally one of the worst contracts in hockey and then giving up a first round pick for God knows whatever reason. Sure, they get Connor Garland. They're still a disaster in my face. Okay. Thank you. Also, they didn't resign their guy, their top guys yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, look at that. They still haven't signed Pedersen. They still haven't signed Hughes. Like, I'll just put them in. Jim Benning still exists. Yeah. Like, I can't disagree with that. Their uh, best move was Yaroslav Halak. No, no. Their best move was Connor Garland. Yeah. yeah it came with. I, no. Yeah, I know. It, it came with no, the OEL. It was Luke Shen. <laughs> Hey, don't hurt Daniel's feelings like that, okay? Time I won't I won't let you do that. <laughs> he went back to back. Vegas. Uh they dump Flurry for nothing. They bring in um Dadnov because they can and they don't improve their center depth. And I, I think they've taken a step back because they didn't sign Nolan Patrick yet. Real okay, who cares? Just let him rot. If he doesn't want to sign, he doesn't want to sign. By the way, Mikhaev, like whatever. Um if I if I was the GM, if I was Trump, fuck, trade him. Okay, he doesn't want to be here. He can leave. Um, anyway, so looking at Vegas, yeah, I think they took a step back because they also what, what Vegas have done, which I think is going to be the biggest detriment of that team, is they've messed with their identity. Now, you guys know I don't think Ryan Reeves is that much of a real factor in hockey games. AKA he was scratched against the Habs. Um, but to the team, to the fan base, to the perception that you are within hockey. Um, losing Nosek and losing Ryan Reeves, I think, is going to affect them. And not to mention the reputation that team has for signing players is, is getting worse by the year. Not to mention their goalies, like their tandem just isn't as good anymore. So I, I, I would put Vegas in step back. Yeah, I'd put step back. I would agree. It's interesting because here's the way I put it. I, you know, Vegas came into this league guns blazing with everything they've done. And in true Vegas fashion, every move they've made, made like most of the moves. I mean, look at how they acquired Pacioretty. Look how they acquired Martinez. Look at how big the signing was for Pietrangelo. Um, everything they've done, or Mark Stone, everything they've done has always been in true Vegas fashion. Yeah. A big deal. Like, you know, but now the moves they made with, trading glass for Patrick and that big three-way trade again, Nolan Patrick is still an RFA and with how weak their center depth is. The one thing I see here, especially when they try and free up money by just giving away flurry for nothing is something that I haven't seen with Vegas that I'm finally starting to see now Mm -hmm. is that for once I've actually seen moves made out of desperation and that's something we aren't used to seeing with Vegas because everything before was so calculated, so big because they were building on a roster that was underwhelming, but still made the Stanley Cup final and then just building on it more and more and more. 
But now, I mean, they've hit a point where they're starting to hit that cap crunch and their center depth is deplorable. I mean, that's no mark on Chandler Stevenson. He's doing his best, but he's not a number one center on that gen- another competitor. But yeah, like making that move where you're like, okay, Cody Glass isn't ready yet. We don't have time to wait. Instead of going out and getting somebody anywhere, we're just going to be desperate and see if Nolan Patrick can work something out, if we can sign him. That's like what I'm saying. It's I'm seeing moves out of desperation here. That's not something, especially now that, you know, ever since they went to the cup final, they got that taste and they've still been a great team with great. They beat Colorado this year and then they lose to Montreal. That's no offense to Montreal, but it's Colorado. We're talking about here. We said whichever team is out of those teams that beats that wins in the series, they're going to the cup final. And yeah, I'm seeing desperation now. And that's, interesting to me to see what the trajectory is now moving forward it's like they've gone to the blackjack table and they've gone over hit me hit me hit me and remember the house always wins man yep the house is the nhl not vegas (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right so vegas you've taken a step back my friend the capitals oh the capitals they've Uh, messed with their defense i don't know if there was a a bad way of saying status quo. It's the Washington Capitals. They're older again. They haven't really brought in anyone to really make a difference. They had to give up assets to get Vinnick Vanacek back. Brendan uh, Dillon's gone. Yeah, Brendan Dillon's gone. Do we even put them in step back? Because I, I guess they get he, happily. You know, obviously Ovechkin's back. Love to see it. Deserves every dollar. Love you, Ovi. I just the Caps aren't better, but they're not worse. But it's bad for them that they aren't any better. Yeah, I'm fine with putting them in in step back. I, I am just because of the, yeah. the a lot of the the guys who we expect to perform are older and have now gotten a year older. There's still questions surrounding Kuznetsov. Yeah. One thing for me is that when they lost to Boston in the first round, it felt like it was the bubble again. Like they were so passive. Like there's no fight in them to try to do anything like they were just content in making the playoffs and they won the first two games yeah um like honestly i actually had expectations when washington when washington ended the regular season the way they did mm-hmm. especially with how they bullied the rangers and how much fire they had going into the playoffs and their playoff position i had a lot of expectation for them to actually not go all the way but at least win a round or two and that was pretty disappointing. And uh, now I think, yeah, their roster has gone older again. Since so. Barry Trotz left, they've just not been the same. Um, no. I'm wondering, should we put Anaheim down? Just because it's almost the same. It's like a identity move, like any sort yeah. of... You know, you know what but I mean? they're, 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 guys. they're a rebuilder. There's so a thing I, with... Sorry. No, they're not. No, go ahead, Alex, please. The, the thing I, I would say about Anaheim is the guys we expect to perform are of younger, are younger and could still take steps forward. That that would be my reasoning, right? Like we're expecting the Comtois, the Zgrasses, like these are the guys we are expecting to perform. No, it's no more the Jacobs, Jakob Silverbergs or the uh, Ryan Getzlabs who we expect to be at the top of the points. Five hole Troy Terry. Exactly. Uh, well, the king. I uh, love Troy Terry. Win- Winnipeg, I think, took a took a step forward. 
They took us. They improved that defense very more, well. Through more than indubitably, one. yeah. What? Indubitably, they took more than one step this time. Congratulations, Winnipeg! <laughs> <laughs> oh Dude, no, they short of their they short of their D. That's like yeah. been the biggest thing for long, and they didn't even lose Dylan Demello in the expansion draft. Why That's was Calgary high. and Buffalo this low? How did like I have no. What the hell? Like okay, Calgary. Step what? back. Have you done nothing? They gave Mark Giordano money to Blake Coleman. Yeah, oh, yeah, Coleman. Like, like Goudreau and Kachuk are not Goudreau and Kachuk. Uh, and Trevor Lewis, Goudreau and Monahan. Yeah, Goudreau and Monahan are still there. They've done nothing. Who is oh, it's Vladar. I was about to say, who oh, it's Vladar. <laughs> um, I was, I was wondering who that was. They meant and they brought back Michael Stone again. They brought in Eric Gabranson. Why? I, I I have such a grudge against this team that I want to put them in disaster, but I don't. I feel like it's a little mean. If this I was this was Bill Peters, then you know maybe put them in disaster. There, there's there's a part of me that also wants to put them in a disaster because number one, there is no vision, and number two, they like they didn't really do much. Like they brought in Blake Coleman, but like. The rest of the team is still like, me- like it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, I, I I don't get what they're doing at all. I don't think. I mean, yeah, like I think the last two teams can marriage disasters. Okay, so uh, okay, here here's the thing with Buffalo. I'm gonna. Let t- even say I'm gonna it. defend the Sabers here. What? I'm gonna defend this. Oh my mic! No! Oh no! Your mic? I'm right here. What's up? No, no, my mic. Okay, it just went off. Well, rip. Okay, can't fix. Okay, um, just throw it out. It's okay. Um. Oh god, I'm so strange. Okay, we'll figure it out later. Okay, hello. Um. Here's the thing I want to say. About What's that. going on? My <laughs> mic. Just a disaster. It's just, <laughs> I don't think. The as soon as he says he wants to defend Buffalo. Okay. As soon as he says he wants to defend Buffalo, and that's what happens. Okay, so let, let's let's be fair about Buffalo for a little bit here, okay? Yes, let's be fair. Listen. No, they have not traded Jack Eichel yet because they are standing to their price, and if they mess up a Jack Eichel deal, then they are screwed for a decade. Um, Reinhardt still got them a first rounder in what is apparently going to be a very deep draft. They have their own first round. Yeah, they need to re-sign Deline, but like, I mean, what is he at this point? You maybe be fair. Um, and I really do like the fact that they got a nice return for Rasmus Ristolainen. Um, and I feel like Kevin Adams had sort of has has gained some uh, some some good graces here. Um, yes, they missed the playoffs for a decade now. Um, yes, they they didn't. Uh, trade Linus Allmark and instead decided to, to let him walk. But I, I, I'm trying. I'm grasping for straws a little bit here, but I, I just – okay, so let, let's put it like this. Did they draft a guy who announces her from the draft after sharing sexably, like, no. pictures that were – yeah, no, he didn't do what Mayu did. He did not. He, he did not do what the Blackhawks are being alleged of doing. No. They don't have – Five Jeff Skinner contracts like the the, the (laughs) Sharks do. They didn't just like screw themselves cap wise forever like the Canucks have and have actually have 
you know, say what you want about Eichel, he signed. And there is some sort of vision in bringing in Granada when they know what they want to do and focus on this next generation of young players above the flames. I just think it's easy to rag on the Sabres, and I feel like we need to... With Buffalo, we're always so negative, but I feel like sometimes it clouds about like some of the stuff they are doing right. And I feel like this offseason, and I think Sabres fans would want to strangle me for saying this, is it looks like they have a sort of step in the right way for this rebuild, is what I'm trying to say here. I don't think they, they meet the criteria of being a disaster like the other teams we have here. I, I think the... Um above management above Kevin Adams is a disaster. I think the culture somewhat seems to still as be long as the Pagulas are there, a, a, a disaster, <laughs> but I think the moves that Ke- I think you're right, Adam, in the moves that Kevin Adams has made so far have actually somewhat helped the team. Like they obviously brought in Will Butcher, I think for like future considerations. Yeah. And like um, the yeah. But they also got rid of Will Borgen to do that. And I thought Will Borgen was pretty decent. Yeah, Christophilus was saying that too. That was through expansion, right? Was yeah. But at the friend? same time, too, okay, first off, look at how crap that 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 roster is. I know sure, you're, you're kind of handcuffed. Plan. I know there's a plan. You're playing Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell this yes, year the because, plan, the because plan Linus Omar right walked in out for nothing. I understand that, but look at what's happening with Eichel. Eichel should have been dealt by now. I understand that you're kind of holding to your laurels, but you're just wasting his value now at this point too, because you're not letting him get a surgery that a zillion scientists and medical people are saying, just let him do it. <laughs> it's just, it's at the same time. Sure. Oh, Crap, freaking Siri keeps popping up. Sure, they may have vision, but they're still a disaster until they can pull themselves out of this like BS that they're going through, I think. They're a hopeful disaster. That's, that's a very good way of putting it, actually. Dan just nailed it. <laughs> Are you adding a hopeful disaster? Okay, well, let's okay, let, let's take a, f- a final vote. Um Michael, where disaster. do you put them? Daniel, where do you put them? I think disaster. Alex, where do you put them? I put them step back. I put them step back. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, step back. Step back. Oh, no. Ignore new. I was going to put them at like status quo-ish. But oh, like, no, okay. no. So, um, no, not step back because I think, okay, listen, for philosophy reasons, but we've been outvoted. I'm not happy about this. I'm sorry, Buffalo. Sorry. Buffalo fans. I'm sorry. Well, you guys deserve way sorry. better than the Pegulas. It's not. That's why you guys fault. should just be fans of the Bills, Bills Mafia. Who are playing? Don't they also own the Bills? Yeah, yeah they, they do, but the they're not completely effing it all up. They were before. They, they were the interfering. Mean? I never. They were that. interfering before, but they're not interfering with Bills Mafia. Oh, so like Dolan was interfering with the Knicks, literally exactly with how Dolan was doing with the Knicks. They're 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 yeah. Dolan realized the Knicks are better now, and he's like, okay. I'm clearly good at my job, even though I'm not. I'm going to interfere with the Rangers. Okay. Um, as I'm, I'm trying to look for my phone. Okay. Here's what I want you guys to do. Um, we'll delete the extra tab. Excuse me. Okay. I want each of you to go on to Twitter and DM me, not in any group chats, DM me who you think is the champion of the offseason between L.A., New Jersey, and Seattle. Okay? Okay. 
Okay. And while the lads are doing that, um, Eichel, apparently him and his camp have met uh, with Sabres, his new group, you know, obviously Papers on that. Um, situation, hopefully they can resolve it. Come to Montreal. We'll gladly no, welcome you. He's not. He's not. Um, has everyone sent in their text? Hold on. Yes, sir. I texted you. I didn't tweet you because I don't take orders. Well, I mean, you know. I'm kidding. Just because I already had my texting open. Well, no, I've, I've just realized I don't know where my phone is. So let me just take my uh, my thing on Do Not Disturb. Has everyone sent it, though? We're all good. Yep. Okay. All right. So the first vote is in. <laughs> sorry, I, I thought I almost put it in the group chat. No, sorry. No, no. So, okay. Check what I, oh, okay. So Daniel has said the LA Kings. Alex has said the New Jersey Devils. And Mike, who is the deciding vote? He did not vote Seattle. Hates to say it, but he did vote for the New Jersey oh Devils. My ladies and oh my God. Wow. Holy. So, so technically, Mike Jagasar has now, cl- has now crowned the New Jersey Devils. Make this the clip, Alex. Write this down. Mike has crowned the LA, not the LA Kings. Mike Jackasar has crowned New Jersey Devils the champions of the offseason. This is incredible. How does it it feel, Mike? (laughs) It feels awful, but it's just the logic, the reasoning. It's it's there. The moves are there. I hate I hate to do it. I really really hate to do it. But uh, uh, props where kudos where kudos is due. Unfortunately. Noted well, New Jersey Devil. Lover. Oh my God, we're my, not doing this. Added to the teams that he loves. No, so, I uh, only have a certain list of teams I love. Th- yeah. This is this is it. We were very negative this time around. The disaster. <laughs> we were so negative. We had wait, let's let's compare it to last one. Like how many disasters did we have before? Uh, we had two. <laughs> oh my goodness, we were. Wait, go back. Oof. Look how many status quo we had. And we <laughs> called it the Minnesota tier. <laughs> um, yeah. So compared to last year, we had three champions of the offseason <laughs> one. So I'll start from the bottom to the top. The disasters. Uh, Buffalo, Calgary, Vancouver, San Jose, Chicago, and Montreal. The step backs, uh, Carolina, Columbus, Edmonton, Minnesota, Nashville, the Rangers, Ottawa, Tampa, Toronto. Uh, Vegas Capitals, the status quo teams, Anaheim, congratulations, uh, right where you want to be. Uh, St. Louis, the Islanders, Dallas, Colorado, uh, Boston, the step forward teams, <laughs> Arizona, Detroit, Florida, Philly, Pittsburgh, uh, the Jets, the fabulous off seasons, LA and Seattle, and your champions of the off season, the New Jersey Devils. Congratulations, New Jersey. Wow. You've got a New Yorker in his blood. Screw you, New Screw you, New Jersey. Okay. The and only thing you're good for is Tony Soprano. Okay. And with that, we will very quickly, I mean, like very quickly, uh, we will finish off the show by doing our third annual 2-1-1 podcast award show of prestige and honor. Very quickly. I will go, then Alex, then Daniel, then Mike. Alex? Yes. Who are... Your early Stanley Cup champs. Um, I I I think they could do it three Pete. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Daniel. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. Okay, Mike. 
It's tough for me. It's between Tampa and Colorado. I know, I know, no, no, no. I know you told me to think about it last night, but it's hard because we're thinking the path they got to go through. I am going to put down Tampa. Uh, I have said the New York Islanders. I hate you. I know you. I hate you. I thought Mike was going to say the Rangers. Rangers are not even going to make the playoffs at this point. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, looking forward to it. We won't try and do, letting me down. We won't do a standing thing. Uh, MVP, I've chosen. Finally, Nathan McKinnon's going to get it. Uh, I went Connor McDavid. Fair enough. I got Nathan McKinnon. Okay. Good man. Good man. Mike? Yeah. I think um, McDavid's magic is just too insane to say no. Okay. I mean, if Colorado has a breakthrough this year, actually, you know what? Yeah, no, I think it should go to McKinnon. I think this year will be his year. Excellent. Uh, Selkie, I've gone Alexander Barkov again. I think this is the first time in our predictions I've, I've not said the Kreisberger on. Probably. Uh, I said Mark Stone. I said I, th- I think he finally deserves it. Um, and also, Vegas didn't really upgrade on any center, so he's still the defensively responsible winger. I also said Alex Barkov. I think he's going to repeat. Excellent, Dan. I mean, uh, Mike. What? No, I messed up. Mike, oh. go ahead. Did you tell me <laughs> Tim? No, I said I Dan said again by accident. Oh, okay. There's, I thought you said Tim. I was like, who the right, hurry up, Tim from New Tim? York. Tim? <laughs> um, I will go with Barkov. Okay. All right. All right. I'm seeing a trend here. Um, Norris, which again, for this show's sake, is offensive defense of the year. I said Kale McCarr. I also said Kale McCarr. I said Kale McCarr. <laughs> yeah. And Mike yeah. also said Caleb McCarr. I mean, okay. like, there's like, I think Victor Hedman has been dethroned. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, defensive yeah. defenseman of the year, which we call the Fulton Reed Trophy. I've got my boy, Jared Spurgeon. Jared Spurgeon for defensive defenseman oh. of the year. I, I, I actually went with Jonas Brodeen. Nice. Same team, different player. Mm-hmm. I went with Jacob Slavin. Fair enough. Good show. Oof, this is a hard one. I didn't realize that. I, I'm going to go with. Um, I think Mike didn't do this ahead of time. A hundred percent. I just, I for, no, I read Norris. I completely missed the defensive D one. I will go with hot take Philip Myers. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> hot take. Very out of Cool. My biggest hot take ever. Uh, the Vesna Trophy with some legitimate defense. Now I'm saying Connor Hellebuck gets a second one. Um, I'm going with Andre Vasilevsky. I think he's going to take it personal that four people left him off the ballot last year and uh, completely kill it. I'm going to say UC Saros, but he's going to have like a 2002 Jose Fedor type of year where, you know, it's a depleted roster, but he just is lights out. Imagine they're the wild card and like Chicago have this great year and he just pulls a Pecorine. Mike, who's your Vesna Trophy one? I'm still going with Vasilevsky. He's the best goal in the league now. Fair enough. Uh, the goal scoring title, I said Austin Matthews. So did I. I said Mikko Ratanen. Okay, those are interesting. We said Ratanen was there all year. No one talked about yeah. it. Uh, Pasternak's mm-hmm. a really good one. He won it with Ovi a couple years ago, didn't he? Was it? Mm-hmm. Was that yeah, the tied it. it was the short uh, year. It was the COVID year. Um, the scoring title, I've gone with McDavid. Yeah, 
So did I. Yeah. Uh, I, I put Leon Dreisaitl. Nice, oh, nice. Yeah, so he can win the uh, fake MVP again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coach of the year, I went with Barry Trotz because I just, whatever. I did too. Uh, I went with John Cooper. I'm going to go with John Cooper. Okay. Um, I mean, I haven't predicted to win the – I haven't predicted to be yeah, be a cup winner, so. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, breakout player of the year, <clears throat> Jack Hughes. I think he's due for a big one. I think Mike will like this answer. Uh, I picked Alexis Lafreniere because, uh, I mean, he didn't have a great rookie season. And, and hopefully – if the Rangers can get Eichel or just him personally, just take steps forward and be the first overall pick that we all expected him to be. Okay. I picked Nico Hish here. Okay. So, yeah. We're sticking with the Hudson river. Good, good, good. Uh, Michael, who is your breakout star of the year? Okay. 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 I, I have a wild card. Okay. I was going to go with Lafreniere from a bias perspective. Okay. But after further thinking, and this is going to be a bit of a hot take, Adam Boquist. That's a solid one, actually. That's a very solid one, Mike. I'll give you that. That's very good. Thank you. Um, Okay, your biggest letdown. I've gone with a team, and I'm saying it's going to be the Washington Capitals. Uh, I went with the Carolina Hurricanes. Enough. I went with the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. Oh, that is such a good one. I didn't think about that. I was going to go with Chicago because I just, I can't see like all these moves happening with them having no depth and then just like not making the playoffs after doing all this. And then Bowman finally gets fired. And we'll finish off with the rookie of the year. Uh, I mean, like Cole Caulfield, Cole Caulfield, Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield. I mean, I have Cole Caulfield, so. I assume Daniel. Adam does as well. I have Quinn in Byfield. Ooh. I remember that. You have Quinn in Byfield. Yeah, I had I had Cole. Yeah, of course I did. Guys, wicked. Like, I, a, legitimately a wicked player. Um, I think that's everything. Well, Mike. Yeah. Mike, Mike didn't say his. Oh, yeah. You was going go Caulfield. Caulfield. Oh, are you going Cole Caulfield? No, no. I. Oh. <laughs> uh, it is between Byfield and Caulfield for me. There. But I think <laughs> it's going to go to Caulfield. Okay. You know, I think this is just his to lose. At this I'm moment. happy that you had us at the end of that rope there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like on the edge of my seat for you there, Mike. Um, all right. Looking at the dock. Yeah. Um, we talked a bit about Kachuk last year. Just get that freaking thing done. We talked about Mikheyev. Eichel moved over. Okay. Yeah. That's everything. Okay, well, uh, we need real news now because we're we're we are we we are out of the out of content <laughs> ideas now. Like the, the tier list was the last thing, so we'll bring back the quiz. I mean, we've been waiting for okay, the quiz. We're waiting for you. I okay. need to defend my title. Okay. We're waiting. Okay, so what uh, quiz did you do? What are you talking? About? Was, are you doing like those bar uh, down quizzes? No, we did Leafs. Habs from 2015 onwards. I know exactly what quizzes you're talking about, actually. Yeah, well, those are so hard. No, Daniel made the questions up. Oh, I thought you were doing like one of those sports quizzes. Wow, no, Dan made the okay. No, Dan, Dan made the questions. It's impossible to answer. 
Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't easy. The only reason I won is because Alex actually gave away one of the answers. Because it was like I think naturally I got all the halves ones, probably minus one. Alex got like all of the least ones, minus one. But he went. I think it was like Dominic Moore, and you're like, oh, I know th- this is him. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of screwed myself. Um. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening or watching to this episode of Two One Podcast. Yeah, Mike's here. Uh, thanks for coming, Mike. Why, why are you saying it like that? It's just, it sounds like this is a game show. Uh, you know, uh, 2000, 2000, uh, uh, been 2000, 2000, uh, 25, 25, and uh, hour, and uh, uh, 45, we've been going here, boys. Okay, and uh, that's it. Except uh, my storage wars. Yeah, uh, right. yep. I'm going to yell yup and get nothing done. All right, Mike, seriously, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's always good to see you. It's always um, good to see you. Yeah, can't wait for next time we actually see each other in person. And can't wait to uh, the plans. We're still all going to meet up and watch this sleep series together. Mm-hmm. Everyone is invited. Okay, good, 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 so good. That we can just throw tomatoes at the TV. I mean, I'll be cheering for it because I know it's, it's obvious, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? No one asked you. Yeah, well, you know, I do the outro, so I have control of it. Um, Voice ads pretty sick. Great platform as always for the show. Um, congratulations to New Jersey via Mike there. That was pretty sick. Uh, check out TikTok. Uh, check out all that stuff. Give us the ratings on Apple Podcasts. That's be pretty sick. Not over the person who gave us two stars, whoever you are. Uh, check out Daniel's stuff for CGRU. Check out Alex's blog, all of Mike's stuff, your gubs. You want to plug that quickly, Mike, everything you're doing? Um. Wow, you put me on the spot. Um, <clears throat> see my stuff at the shift at TSN. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, and besides <laughs> that, I think we're done. My YouTube channel, you know, Cocky Enemy Video. Go watch that. <laughs>